Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by Canadian country music duo Scarlett Butler as we dive behind their new single, Love Me Like California. It's an incredible listen. Not only do we dive into this single, but also the road that leads to it. The decision for this duo to release music together because you may recognize one half of this group as a past podcast guest, Troy Kokel. And this group, Scarlett Butler sees Troy teaming up with a longtime songwriting partner, longtime partner in the studio and a partner in life as well with his wife, Joni Delorier. Maybe you've also heard her music in your travels as well, but together they have created this new power duo. And with it, they have also been able to do some very good as well as their first single, Looking for a Lockdown With You. Saw them team up with some friends to have some fun and also raise a whole lot of money for the Unison Fund. So we're going to dive into that and how from there we go into this new single and what does Scarlett Butler have for us in the future as well. All of this and oh, so much more here today with Troy Kokel and Joni Delorier. And it's all brought to you by... DesertTigerMerch.com where you go to cop yourself something to represent this show. And now that you know who it's brought to you by, now that you know who our guests are, it's about time that Scarlett Butler told you about their new track, Love Me Like California. So let's go! The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hey, Colton. Hey, Troy, how's it going? Hey, good, how are you? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. It's a uh, bright, beautiful, sunny day here in BC. How's Alberta treating you? Pretty good. It's, uh, you know, it's been raining this week, but overall it's been pretty good. Like, I, you know, I mean, it's, Calgary's so weird because it'll get like insanely hot, like crazy hot, and then it'll suddenly get like, crazy cold like because of we're close to the mountains so it's like it fluctuates like sometimes 20 30 degrees in like a day so it's just like ridiculous it happens all the time so yeah it's crazy how that change in elevation can suddenly just make everything so different and it just makes its own weather yeah where you're in Kamloops right I am I am yeah that's like that's like a desert out there man I it gets friggin' hot there I you know Actually, the the golf course. I think it's called the Desert. I think it is actually. It's up. It's on the way to Barrier there or whatever. Oh yes, yes. Played there or the Dunes. It's called. Yes, yes. I have passed by the Dunes a whole bunch of times. Yeah, that is a that is like I spent a day out there golfing. I think it was forty two degrees or something. <laughs> like fucking insane. I was gonna die. Yeah, my apartment reached a solid 28 degrees last week. Oh, my God. Yeah, I went and picked up a fan the next day. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, very cool. Hey, is our orientation okay for you? 
Um, if you guys could slide a little bit towards Troy's side of the couch, just a little bit, just so that Joni doesn't get cut off, much better. All right. Like you just defined our marriage. Yeah, exactly. Just so Joni doesn't get cut off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's important to make sure that both sides of the relationship, right? I like exactly. it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And of course, this is my first time meeting Joni. So hello, Joni. So nice to meet you. Hi. Hello. And how are you this lovely day? Peachy keen. Just another day in the pandemic bubble, but uh, we're making it work. Making it work. And hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully the end goal might be in sight where we might be able to return to live shows and all of those other fun things so the future future looks bright (laughs) yeah i love your optimism i love your positivity (laughs) all right and we're here to dive into a little bit of work that you've both been doing because of course troy past guest of the show and Joni has her own solo musician work, but now, after years of working together as songwriters, as producers, and otherwise, now, the decision to finally combine your paths, your creative energies, in terms of actually releasing music together with Scarlett Butler is here. So, when did this decision come to be? Uh, Well, we've been spending a lot of time together here at home, as everybody uh, probably has during the the pandemic. And we just kind of, you know, our solo stuff was obviously um, kind of came to a bit of a halt. We've been threatening to do this for years. And, you know, a lot of people have uh, when we got married, our our um, officiant accidentally called us Troni instead of Troy and Joni. And so for a long time, people have been you know, asking when are we going to start the Troni band? Um, And uh, we just decided to kind of go for it. We were spending lots of time here together at home, making music. And we just thought, you know, now's a good time. Why not? The music industry in the middle of a pandemic is a great, is a great space to, to throw another log on the fire. Mm -hmm. It's, it's been a time where a lot of us have had to adapt, but also has given a lot of us time to maybe use a lot of that creative energy because we're not spending so much time on the road, right? Exactly. And I think the thing is for us is that we started out our careers really as songwriters, like back when we got into the business, we got into the business because we got a song on a, on a record and it was, it had lots of success and we were working full-time at the city and it was kind of like when things blew up with this, um, you know, we kind of uh, were suddenly thrust into the songwriting world. And over the years, we've written a lot of songs with artists for their projects. And so when it came to this project, one of the things we thought is, man, we've got a pretty big catalog of songs that we really love that just maybe didn't fit the artist at the time or didn't make the record. So we're going to be using a lot of that material to intersperse into, uh, into our release uh, uh, strategies as we move forward so which is fun you know wow so sort of uh taking that opportunity to go back and find some of those songs that maybe are very good songs but maybe didn't fit a vibe or a specific artist or whatever the case happened to be so bringing them new life yeah which is really great and we're we're excited about that i think mostly because 
a lot of times when you write songs for artists, you, you, you get attached to the songs. And then when they don't find a home, um, you know, it can be a little frustrating because, you know, if you're constantly having to, you know, go out and find a home for them, it's, it's nice to be able to release them on our own and to be able to have a little bit of creative control around it. That's also something that, like you say, also very nice to have creative control and this internet age, this streaming age definitely has given a lot more people the opportunity to have exactly that while still taking their music worldwide. For sure. Yeah. All right. All right. So you mentioned that you guys are taking some of the past songs that this songwriting duo has crafted, but the first track, your first single that you release has obviously been based around this past year with Looking for a Lockdown with You, a very fun song indeed, and also happen to have a couple friends on it. So what was the idea to sort of do sort of this uh, very relative to the past year, but still very, very fun track before digging into that backlog? Yeah, we actually, you know, it was sort of all a whim uh, a little bit. We had some friends at radio um, who reached out to us and said, you know, we really want to do a gig. Uh, for the show, for the radio shows, Greg, um, Greg, uh, and Stella at CFCW, and we we they really wanted to do kind of like a fun, lighthearted thing. And because of our our song pickup truck um, was you know relatively lighthearted, they were like, let's go for something kind of fun and funny, and you know everybody could use a bit of a levity uh, right now. And obviously, it was in the pits of winter, and we were all feeling a little cooped up, so. We kind of took that and ran with it and wrote a kind of a pandemic love song. And you know, it's the first time I've ever, as a songwriter, used the words toilet paper in a song. <laughs> so I felt really good about that. That felt really good for, for us to be able to have some fun with it. And yeah, and then, you know, we just really wanted to do something good with it. And so did, um, so did our, our friends at radio. And so we brought in some extra, some extra muscle. Um, so we brought in Dwayne Steele and Michelle Wright and Aaron Goodman and CBC Heartland's Amber Marshall, who is a great performer as well, and had a lot of fun recording it. And then we were able to do some good with it. So we raised some money for Unison Benevolent Fund, and that was pretty, pretty rewarding as a kind of a first, first opportunity to, to go out to radio with something. Mm-hmm. No, and you say a little bit of money, but I mean, my goodness, five digits at breaking $10,000, which is pretty incredible for something that started as just sort of a fun track for a radio station. So not only just getting to have fun with maybe writing some lyrics you normally wouldn't have the chance to do or wouldn't think of, but then also being able to take that back and put it back into the community, knowing that the community's have had quite a bit of trouble in this past year plus, including the musician community as well. Yeah. And that was the great thing about the, the charity that we were supporting is that we know people that have benefited that, you know, in a time like this, when musicians are working, it, you know, if for some reason they, they come into, uh, you know, further financial troubles or medical issues, you know, the Unison Benevolent Fund helps them 
uh, directly by giving them, you know, money for food or rent. And, and it's just really, really great that we were able to raise, um, you know, some, some groups, you know, 10,000 bucks for people that are in the, in that situation. And like I say, a lot of people that we uh, have met have, have, been able to benefit from it you know especially this past year so and it's not just the on sort of on stage talent what i love about unison is it's everybody from the lighting crew to the bus driver who whose gigs have driven you know dried right up and that they're not able to do their job from home um this is an opportunity um this fund that unison um will support them and this is not a new thing obviously it's even more acute during the pandemic but Unison's there for our live music industry every day of every year. And so we're really grateful to help our industry help others. So, Mm -hmm. And I love that you touch on that because, as you guys said earlier, you started as songwriters and maybe artists still have the chance to do live streams and other things where maybe touring revenue has been cut, but they still can stay connected to fans where... Like you say, there's lighting people, there's people who drive like equipment or run equipment, there's sound techs, there's so many different pieces and aspects of this music industry other than the artists. So it's good that they're taking the steps to help more than just the artist. Totally. Yeah, we're, we're really grateful for them, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Definitely, without a doubt. So moving forward from being able to do good with that. So this next track, Love Me Like California, was that one of those backlog tracks that you guys took out and you said, this is a jam, this has to be the first single? Or how did this one come together? Well, I was uh, I was on an airplane uh, to Nashville to do, to do some songwriting and I'm sure I looked a little bit like a crazy person singing into my phone, but that was the only thing that, you know, is audible on the voice note is, oh, you love me like California. And uh, took that down to some songwriter friends of mine, Bill DeLuigi and Heidi Ray, uh, who's another Canadian. And we we had a lot of fun um, sort of writing it. I don't think we had any expectations about kind of who would record it, but um, just, you know, when it came time to put out our own stuff you know we have as you you know lots of material to choose from but being a married couple you know we were like what's well, been a love song it's just nice you know there's not a there's not a lot of like love songs that aren't ending in like you know um in tragedy all the time in country music so we figured you know first time out of the gate that's not a we did a pandemic love song let's do a non-pandemic love song and we actually honeymooned along the coast in uh, California and Oregon. And so for, for me, that song brings me right back to our honeymoon and just, you know. Yeah, it's a very relevant. It's very relevant to us, too, because we, we spend almost every summer, you know, be, before the pandemic, we would take a trip down to the coast and we spend time there a lot. So we yeah. love it. So, yeah. Happy place. Ah, so it's. Not just a place that has a lot of uh, good memories and moments for you, too. It allows the uh, audience to maybe be introduced a little further into this couple with, as you say, a non-pandemic love song, because obviously love existed before the pandemic and will exist long, <laughs> yeah. long after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No toilet paper or Zoom in this, in this song. Yeah, so. for sure, yeah. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it for sure. So did you guys record this recently then together inside of your guys' own studio? Because I know that you happen to produce as well. Yeah, you bet. So after the song was written, we um, I immediately put together uh, what we call a demo, which is really just a, a simpler version of a radio song. And, uh, you know, the 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 team loved it and so when it came time for us to when we decided that we wanted to uh release this i just basically put the full effort into having it produced and so i think all of the parts are me i think i think the band is myself and joni and that's it so um which is handy in this time of the of uh history because of course we can't have a bunch of musicians coming into the studio so it was, we don't have to socially distance yeah. with, one, with one another yeah. so yeah, yeah. So, it's good to be self-contained yeah you bet already right there right yeah <laughs> in yeah. our pajama bottoms and slippers yeah a lot of times yeah <laughs> nice and comfortable that's how you capture the true that true real energy right exactly yeah a hundred percent Ah, I love it. I love it. So you mentioned the difficulty of being able to bring other people into the studio or otherwise. So do you guys have a music video planned for this track maybe, or has that exact same situation maybe pushed things like that a little bit back? Yeah, it's a little bit um, strange times, as you know, you know, we're kind of like with one foot in the future and one foot kind of in the reality of where we're at today. So we are working uh, on some music videos uh, stuff, but uh, in a more probably a be a scaled back kind of environment. Um, we want to be safe. We want everyone in our on our team to be safe as well. And so uh, we will be putting out um, probably a lyric video uh, with some footage, but it won't be a full music video just to respect kind of where we're at in our in our little world. But uh, but yeah, we. We have a, always have a lot of fun when we when it comes to kind of bringing this stuff to life. And as you know, Troy is a, a fairly creative guy, uh, animator, and and loves to make videos. So we couldn't not put out a video. <laughs> okay, so does this mean that you did the work on the lyric video yourself, there, then, Troy? Well, I think what's going to happen is that when we when it comes to any sort of. Um, visual uh media that we have whether it's videos or live videos or uh, lyric videos i think we're always going to be involved and, and have our hands and it doesn't mean that we'll always do all of the work but i think for us because especially with songs like the uh, songs that we're putting out ourselves i feel like we definitely have a vision and uh you know in terms of what we want it to look like so we're definitely a diy uh business company in that sense so Mm-hmm. All right, because I know that we've discussed some of your uh, creativity with some of your other music videos before, so that makes me excited to see whatever might be coming our way, no matter what happens, because even if it's just some of your ideas, I know that you're going to be putting a lot of creativity behind these ideas. Yeah, you bet. We're hands-on, just not in a creepy way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you guys are a couple too. So if you're working with each other, then... It's a good point. It's a really good point. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I love it. So, of course, we mentioned that it's been a little bit difficult 
to move through this past year. And like you say, one foot into the future, one foot sort of out. And it's difficult to sort of plan for the future. We've discussed music videos, live events might be potentially returning soon here as well. So what does the rest of 2021 potentially hold here for Scarlett Butler? Yeah, well, I think that, you know, the crystal ball is a little bit rusty in terms of the live music industry. It is starting to come back. Like you say, we're, we're talking to, uh, we've got, we've got a few, uh, emails in terms of shows and things like that. But I think everyone is taking a, uh, a very respectful and um, modified approach forward. And so that's kind of, you know, we'll, we definitely want to get out and play songs for people again when the time is right. So I would say, and then we'll also be, we're also working on uh, writing, obviously um, as writers, we write. So um, we've been writing with artists for their projects, but also uh, for Scarlett Butler and uh, looking at kind of what comes after California. Um, and, you know, I'd like, you know, when the borders are open, it would be really great to go back to California. 100%. We're already thinking about it. It's like, when are the borders open? Yeah, when like, can we go somewhere yeah. fun? It's, it's a so. real, it's a real thing. Us traveling out, uh, out to the West coast yeah. is, uh, it's a bit of an obsession. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I think, uh, for us, it's just actually, um, establishing some of those relationships as artists, as you said, transitioning from our place in the business as songwriters and um, reminding people that, you know, we're doing this new thing. And and also, like I said, we, we hope to do some, at least some form of shows in the fall. Um, we And, you know, working on kind of building up towards an EP. So that's been, that's been a big priority for us. And just doing, you know, doing life a little bit uh, as as we can, what what kind of life we haven't been able to do past our front yard. So we're stoked about that to yeah. just be able to like be. Also known as puzzles. That's true. We have done a lot of jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're a good way to fill time. So I can't blame you and always a pretty picture behind them too. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, fantastic. And of course, it's very, very important to balance all of these things, like you say, with the songwriting, making sure that not just Scarlett Butler gets its respectful time in the sun, but also both of your solo ventures as well. So how do you guys sort of go about making sure that everything gets its proper time in exactly that, the California sun? Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> I, I, I think I think part of it too is is the, a lot of times the opportunities show themselves. So you know we we've had this opportunity with this time to work on this project, but I feel like what'll end up happening is that we'll be able to make sure that you know when Joni's project comes out, or if I when my next project comes out, which I'm working on right now, um, that we we try to balance it and to make sure that. Uh, Cause the nice thing about it is whether, you know, if I'm doing shows or she doing shows or, or we're doing shows together collectively, you know, it benefits us as a music business, no matter what. So, um, you know, I think it's just a matter of, of following the opportunities that fall out of the, that come from the work that we do. So and part of the reason that we named ourselves Scarlett Butler is you know, our, one of my favorite movies and books um, is called is called Gone with the Wind, and the main character 
Scarlett O'Hara, and the other main character, his name is Rhett Butler, most people remember those characters as separate. Um, but actually, when they were married, her name was Scarlett Butler. And so we, you know, for that, what we wanted to do was pick a name that identif- that identified that we had separate musical kind of personas that we can still do our own pieces, but that this is a piece that we do together and that um, we have something where our passion kind of overlaps, that we can still do our own projects, but come together in this way. And so, yeah, you'll still see more of us. It's, it's a lot of balance, as you say. Um, we don't sleep as much. We don't sleep in on Saturday mornings, <laughs> no. but, uh, but it, it, and it takes a lot of effort. But one of the things that I love about um, our relationship is that we both pool our talents um, to try to help the other succeed. And that's what's been really, it's been really awesome to work on this Scarlett Butler together because we can pool our talents. And as you know, anytime that there's shared creative energy, the work goes faster. It's way more fun to work with somebody that you love and that you appreciate and respect. And it just means that we, um, we have you know, another thing that we we're rowing the canoe in the same direction. So yeah. uh, to use a bad analogy, as songwriters tend to do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, sometimes those cliche lines uh, are the perfect way to get a point across. So nothing wrong with it at all, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I have had a blast diving behind this new group, Scarlet Butler. And I love the story behind the name there because definitely taking that time to make sure that both pieces of this jigsaw puzzle get to make a complete picture together even though they already are a complete picture which is very very beautiful so now what i would like to ask is my last question is as these two different pieces of this jigsaw puzzle how has this time of deciding to release music as Scarlett Butler, work together, not just as songwriters anymore, but also as a duo musically creating and recording this music. How has it helped each of you to grow as human beings? Or what has it taught you about yourselves? I think the the best thing about doing this project together is being able to appreciate what Joni uh, brings to the table. I mean, I have been working on the music production side, as you know, Colton, uh, for the last few years and, and, you know, trying to develop that. And, you know, Joni uh, uh, has an expertise in PR and marketing. Um, so, you know, I think for us being able to work together and then appreciate sort of like, wow, like this really is helpful um, and that we're able to, you know, sort of uh, get a better appreciation of not only what each other's doing, but then to, you know, to, to understand that it's like, wow, my, my wife's pretty smart. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's pretty cool. I, I love. You shouldn't sound surprised. I know. This. I'm not saying that, you know, I was like, it's a surprise, but it's just, it's <laughs> nice to be able to, to uh, do something. Cause it is challenging. It is challenging to put music out and to have people, uh, you know, hear it and to make sure you're sending it to the right folks and to, to make sure you deliver it to the world in a, in a way that's, that's, uh, you know, strategically is done correctly. And so, but having, uh, working together on it, I think has really helped us, uh, 
you know, understand that uh, process better, but also appreciate each other. Yeah. And I think for me, I would say that as we transition, when you're a songwriter, you know, probably not, not, um, not great that a lot of people don't know the songwriters behind the songs. So this is kind of required as, as artists for us to step into a little bit of a different limelight. Mm. Um, and that comes with, you know, a little bit of anxiety about, about just, you know, the, the, the realities that artists have to go through. And so, you know, instead of just being able to, you know, kick back with our guitars and, and write, create music, we're now working on music videos and, and other pieces. But I think what I've learned from this process and your comment about growing is, is that this music should be fun. And so every day we wake up and we, even if we are dealing with the less fun parts of the business, it's a reminder that this is what we love to do. You can go and get a job that you don't love anywhere. So if you choose to do music, and I believe it's a gift, if we have this gift to honor that gift by making it benefit other people, which is partly why we partnered with Unison earlier this year, and just trying to do it from a place of love instead of a place of ego, and um, and reminding each other and kind of cheering each other on when when it's not as easy or as when it when it gets hard or less yeah. fun. And I think definitely I. I- concur with that thought of so you concur i do i it's, love it i know concur it's the songwriter thing <laughs> but you know it's that it's, it's so true that idea of you know we songwrite and produce and we get to hide behind our computers but now it's like you know we're, we're putting this music on all of a sudden it's like oh we got to do you know a, a video series for this thing and it's like whoa wait a second like our faces and our voices are going to be you know what i mean and all of a sudden it's we're like we're doing a podcast with colton i have to I brush know, my like, hair we have to look good i can't just wear my you know so it's 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 a little bit of an adjustment and it's also uh it's also sort of a yeah it's an ego check and it's a it's a it, reminding ourselves that we're doing this because it's joyful and to kind of keep that mindset it's uh that's definitely a growing point for sure mm-hmm Absolutely. It's very important, as you say, as you move into the business, as you do the unfun parts of the music business, because it's very important if you want to get to the fun parts, like making, getting the feedback from fans saying, oh my God, I love this song, being able to play the live shows and everything else. There's a process that goes into it. So it's very important to remember those fun moments and to work towards them and to have that support network, whether it be like that relationship or whether it's a between a band or an artist and a manager or whatever it happens to be, but to work through that to make sure that you guys can enjoy the fun moments together. And then those are the memories you get to create and make and take with you later on. Yeah. Agreed. And this, I should clarify, this is a fun moment. This yes, is, this is totally fun. <laughs> this is yes. the fun moment of our day. So we yeah. appreciate that. And we appreciate you. Oh, well, I have appreciated both of you. And trust me, I've also had a ton of fun here as well. And I want to thank you both, Joni and Troy, for joining me here today on the Desert Tiger podcast. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Thanks, Colton. Uh, Ambush, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Troy Kokel, 
and Joni Delorier of Scarlet Butler. You can find their new track, Love Me Like California, right now on your favorite music streaming service. And I highly suggest you do that. And you should also follow them there and on social media because they have more incredible music coming your way and you do not want to miss out on it. And with that, it is now time to thank Joni and Troy for joining me here on today's episode of the DTB with a roaring DTB. Thank you. And I also have one of those for a German at yourpodcasteditor.com for making everything sound so good. And last but not least, I need to thank you, the Ambush, for checking out this episode of the show. If you have yet to join up with the Ambush, what are you waiting for? Because it's as easy as hitting the subscribe button on your favorite podcast listening app or service. And you can also help us grow by sharing this episode. You can give the DTP a five-star review. You can also head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com where you can go ahead and copy yourself something to represent and support the show everywhere you go. And we have new items. Yes, ladies shorts, ladies tank tops, and a three-quarter sleeve Raglan baseball tees just hit the store last week and they are already moving fast. So go ahead and get yourself one today. And it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your roar and then to let it out into the world and let them know just how powerful, how wondrous, and how beautiful you and your roar are because you are all three of these things and oh so much more. And don't forget it. And until next time, bye-bye, Ambush. The Desert Tiger Podcast.